0: Now we're going to get to the meat and potatoes of this whole thing of connecting with God. Here's the the main dish. Here's the the central banquet uh, that God is going to feed us. This is how you get to the table. This is this is how He feeds us. So uh, you've got your prayer closet, you've set a time that every day, uh, might be short, might be long, but you, you've decided you're going to do this. You get into that place, you shut the door like Jesus says, you sit down in your chair and then what? what what's next? What do you do? And so we're, we're going to start back with Jesus just to make sure we're anchored in the right place. Um, back to Isaiah 50. Uh, Starting at verse 4, let me read this again. The Sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. The Sovereign Lord has opened my ears. I have not been rebellious, I have not turned away. So here Jesus is saying that in his quiet time, the main thing is he's learning to listen to God. And he is actually receiving instruction from God. So, as we move into this, uh, how do you listen to God and how do you, what do you do in your quiet time, in other words? Um, I I just want to make sure that a few of the bases are covered before we actually get into the process of doing this. Um, One thing is you need a Bible, um, and uh, probably not the uh, yellow-paged King James Bible that you found in your grandmother's attic. Um, I'm asking you not to, to use any Bible that uses thee and thou throughout the Bible. In other words, that's archaic language. Don't, don't do that. Put that Bible right back in the attic where it belongs. You need a, an up-to-date Translation of the Word of God. Um, I recommend either a New International Version or the New King James Version. Not the original King James. That's 400 years old. We don't need to deal with all that stuff. Um, Suffer the little children to come unto me, saith of the Lord. Uh, No, we don't need that. Just let the kids come to me. You know, it's it's like there's up-to-date language And, uh, now some of the, some of the Bibles that are coming out are paraphrases. And, um, I, I don't, I don't think that you might, you might be able to use a paraphrase, um, of the living Bible. And there's a bunch of paraphrases these days. Um, they're just, they're Bibles that have been put in modern language, but less attention paid, paid to accuracy of the translation. So what I'm saying is a happy medium here, and the NIV, New New International Version, and the King James, New King James Version, are examples of those. There are others as well, plenty of others. There's even a Bible app that you can get uh, on your iPhone, Um, but let's, let's just stick with actual Bibles, okay? So you can actually mark in them, you can underline things. Things like that. So, and then, uh, what, what you also need, you're gonna need for this journey is a prayer journal. So, um, this is my prayer journal that I'm using right now. It has a spiral binding, um, that will not, uh, give up after a while like this one did. This is a, this is a, an old prayer journal and look what happened. All the pages fell out. And so, uh, don't get, one with this kind of gum binding. Uh, it'll, give, it'll give up on you and you'll be disappointed. So the spiral binding uh, prayer journal, these are just blank pages. Um, some of them have lines on them. Um, you don't need the lines. You don't need the, the fancy little scriptures at the bottom. Um, all you need is a blank page book with a binding like that, and that'll work for you. Um, so a Bible and a prayer journal, and then um, another thing that you need is to to get yourself alert, If you especially if you're in the mornings. Um, some people have the idea that they're going to go out and they're going to make themselves a cup of coffee, and then they're going to come back to bed and uh, have their Bible in their lap and their coffee, and um, they're going to have their, their quiet time with God in bed. Look, I don't really recommend that. What you want to do is to be alert for God. This is not a time to study your own comfort. This is a time to study God. And so you're letting God come into your life. You want to be alert for whatever he would say to you, whatever he's going to do in your life during your quiet time. So that's why I think Jesus says, go into your prayer closet and shut the door this is not your bedroom, okay? And uh, so get yourself alert. And then what do we want to aim at? I think maybe the best scripture uh, is in Romans 8. Romans 8 is really uh, a central Bible passage uh, in the whole Bible. And, and so Romans 8, starting at verse 6, let's read it. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but you are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. Okay, the Spirit of Christ, Spirit of God, those are interchangeable uh, phrases uh, pointing to the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, that's why we went through this earlier in this series of teachings. Primary, prior to coming into a prayer life, you want to make sure that you've asked for the Holy Spirit. And that tells God, you really want the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is how he works in a person's life. This is what he has chosen to do. We don't have any choice about that. We either uh, are open to what he wants to do, or we're closed to it. And when you ask for the Holy Spirit, that's a sign to God that you're open to what he wants to do. If you give him arguments if you tell him, well, I believe this or that, or my church teaches this or that, I'm not going to ask for the Holy Spirit, I don't care, or I think I've already, uh, you know, it's automatic. Well, it, in theory, in doctrine, maybe it is. But what God is looking for is openness of heart. So we're asking means you are open to the Holy Spirit and the whole experience of what happens to you in your quiet time is going to depend upon your openness to the Holy Spirit. So asking every day, it doesn't hurt. You know, Holy Spirit, come. Um, it's, it's not a doctrine. It's an openness. It's a receptiveness. And when we go into our quiet time, we are relying not on the flesh, that is, our self-confidence, um, our great intellect, or our anything. It's just an, a willingness to let God come in and speak however he wants to speak. And he does that by the Spirit. There's no other way for that to happen. Um, so if this is his choice, and we are opening ourselves up to his decision of how he wants to come into our lives. So it's just a good thing to remember our earlier decision to ask for the Holy Spirit, uh, like you remember from Luke 11, verse 13. Okay, now what I'm going to show you is the the most ancient and time-honored approach for doing this. the, the, old, the old saying is that the longest journey in the world is the journey from our head to our heart, the 10-inch journey from our head to our heart. And this ancient, uh, well-used, proven over-the-years approach for doing that is what I would like to share with you for the rest of our teaching here uh, As, as we look at how do you actually let God speak to you? How does this work? How does this happen? So the, the approach that I'm going to give you has four steps in it. You know, and I'm not giving you four easy steps to get with God. It's, it's an approach that so many other people have used. And it's designed to get you out of your head. So, right away, what we're going to do is we're going to take all of our Bible study helps, you know, our concordance and our Bible dictionary and, you know, the word studies, all that stuff Uh, you might have learned from Bible school and seminary and all that stuff if you've ever been to those places, and put all that on the shelf because we're not interested in that right now. I'm not saying that's not a good thing to do. You can you can you can have Bible study times where you you use those tools that uh, are provided by scholars, but mainly what we want to do now is open our hearts to the Holy Spirit. And that's what this is for. This is this four-step approach is is aimed at getting your heart open to God in the way that God has chosen to speak to us by the Holy Spirit. All right, so the first thing you do in this approach is you you pick a verse, a passage of scripture that would be a short passage. Um, Any of the passages that I've put uh, under these um, food for the backpack uh, passages in the assignments in the in the written material that goes along with these videos um, those are perfectly good short length um, mostly mostly short um, passages of scripture so and and then you're just going to read through the passage okay that's step one and um, uh, it's real easy uh, but it leads to step two. And uh, step two is you're going to ask the Lord to show you something in that passage. Now we're getting serious. Um, Lord, what would you like me to see in this passage? And you're going to read it maybe a little slower a second time, the same passage a second time. And you're going to look for any words... That stand out to you. It's like the Holy Spirit has the power to make words and phrases and sentences jump out. You suddenly realize, oh, I never noticed that before. Wow, how come that's there? You know, and, and you you're you're realizing if you've got faith now and you're you're realizing the Holy Spirit is maybe working, uh, so he's lifting something out. It's as though he's highlighting something for you. OK. So you take those words. It might be just one word. Uh, I remember last uh, uh, May during uh, our men's retreat, somebody was reading a scripture, and there, you know, I've gotten used to doing this kind of thing, and so out of that scripture, one word leapt out at me, the word "discipline." and I realized the Holy Spirit was speaking to me that word out of Scripture, so I wrote that word at the top of my prayer journal, and then I went in and started meditating on that. Okay, that's what this uh, second step leads to. We're taking that word or phrase or sentence, and we're going to write it at the top, of a page of our prayer journal. That sentence. You can write the the reference, where it is in the Bible. You can write the date also. And that'll be at the top of the page. And then you're asking the Holy Spirit, why did you show me this? And this is the third step. This is going to lead to meditation on the scripture, on the word. So you're just listening. You're listening and see if some thoughts start occurring to you, and these could be God's thoughts. So you're going to take a pen and you're going to write down whatever thoughts occur to you. And the more you write, a lot of times what happens is more thoughts occur, and you get a river flowing, a river of ideas and thoughts that are moving into your heart. And in other words, you're, you're seeing things in a new light. You're, you're suddenly realizing, wow, I never noticed that before. And, and it's, it's striking your heart. It's coming alive for you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And that's what we want to get going during our quiet time. It's that flow of the river of God's thoughts. Now, they might not all be God's thoughts. It might be a blend and mixture, but you're you're beginning a dialogue with God. That's tremendously important to this whole process. God is going to use that flow to change your life. Now, it's going to take a long time, but get the process going day by day by day. You see the, the point here is if the process is going then you are in a transformation from being a worldly creature to being a citizen of the kingdom of God. This is how citizens of the kingdom of God are made. It's by getting in touch with God, allowing him to speak into your heart by the Holy Spirit, using the word of God, and and it becomes alive to you. And, and that's what the Holy Spirit is for. We've seen this, he takes what belongs to Jesus and gives it to us. It can be really exciting. Um, some people will write page after page after page after page. Now, other people are not that good at writing. In fact, some people, people uh, with dyslexia, people who have just been told they can't write, um, people who have been ridiculed, um, might have a harder time relating to this, but I'm saying to you, I've known people, uh, one, one guy I remember, by spending time with God, sort of like this, he literally learned how to read and write. You know, God, God will be with you. God can do this in you. He is able uh, to do this. And he can awaken, he can awaken things in you that you thought could never be awakened. He can teach you skills that you never knew you had. Just let him, give him a chance. Um, believe in yourself as you come to him, and he will show that he really believes in you too. So this is a, this is a time for you to discover how real God can be. And um, my hope is that the whole adventure that I started to talk about at the beginning of this series, suddenly becomes real to you. Uh, As you enter into this quiet time, I'm telling you, generations upon generations of people have discovered God this way. And it's become real in their life. Why can't it become real in yours? There's no reason. Uh, You are able to do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So let me just just say that um, this, this, can, this can be your open door that, uh, into the presence of God. Jesus literally, the, the curtain torn tore from top to bottom in the temple, and God was saying, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. He, he, all these promises, he wants us to draw near to him and this is a good way to do it. You will find him this way, I believe. And uh, of course there are other ways too, but this is what we're doing right now. And uh, I just want to encourage you this week to give it a try, but there's a, yet another, um, there's there's more to be said here. Um, I'm getting a little bit off track. What I, what I want you to do as you're writing is to write the way you would write, just to anybody. In other words, if you're a person that uses words like gonna or ain't or wanna or something like that, you could use those in the, you know, your, your English teacher is not present here, only God, and God accepts you just as you are. Isn't that cool? And you can be yourself in God's presence, absolutely be yourself. Uh, put, remember, you're shutting the door, you're shutting everybody else out. Well, this is one reason why. All those people who told you things about the way you should or shouldn't do things they 're not with you right now. This is just you and God. God accepts you you know he's 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 a he's a good good God, and he doesn't find fault uh, you know I think that's james one five he doesn't find fault, so he 's not looking to criticize you uh in any way, shape, or form and so just be yourself in God. And when you start writing, just write the way you write. Maybe you're a person that sees pictures. Maybe you're a budding artist. You can draw pictures in your prayer journal. You can do anything you want. It's, it's you. It's your time with God. Okay. Um, another thing that we get into here in this third step, this third step is meditating and and actually moving into prayer. So this is meditating, and then it's moving into prayer. Um, Prayer meaning you're talking back to God, okay? So God is telling you one thing, but then you're saying, this is how I'm going to respond to what you have showed me. And then you can write that down. Um, Today I'm going to be uh, more disciplined, and I'm going to start doing uh, physical exercises. And I believe you have spoken that into my life, God. You know, and uh, when God spoke that into my life, I wrote something like that down, and I have been doing that. Because when God speaks it in, it's more than just a New Year's resolution. It, it's like when God speaks, things happen in your heart. And uh, you, you just, you start changing. You become a different person. That's what I want to see happen with you. Uh, that the Holy Spirit is coming, he's using the word of God, he's speaking it into your heart, and you are being transformed. You're becoming a citizen of the kingdom of God. Um, This is the most exciting thing I know. And so, um, praying now, um, I've actually learned how to pray scripture because uh, of this. Um, Praying scripture is one of the greatest skills that I know as a Christian because um, when you take a, a verse of Scripture and you start praying it um, for yourself for others for your country or whatever uh, it, it puts the scripture in your heart because you're praying it and prayer is something of your of your deep heart and your 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 inner nature Um but then it also makes the Scripture come alive to you. In, in other words, it makes your 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 Scripture study something not quite such a head trip as it might have been. And then another thing that happens is that it, it 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 anchors your prayer life in the Word of God, so that more and more you're praying according to the will of God, and that's a pretty good combination. Scriptures coming alive. And prayers becoming more scriptural, so um, all of that can happen during this third uh, step. And then there's a fourth step, uh, which is you're resting in the presence of God. Um, some people used to call this uh, contemplation, but I don't call it that because the the word has changed its meaning so much over the years that. Um, uh, I, just, I just call it resting in the presence of God. And uh, what you're doing is you're realizing that God is sharing his inner thoughts with you, his secrets. That is pretty cool. Um, we are friends of God. And he calls us his friends. And we're no longer slaves. Uh, we're not outside the household. Um, but we're his children and his friends. And he's honoring us with his thoughts, and uh, that that is amazing. And 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 I recommend that you take some time simply to appreciate that. Um, and and what's happening at this stage of the process is uh, John seventeen is becoming real to you. This is where Jesus, at the end of his high priestly prayer. Uh, which is John 17, he says what it's all about. We've seen this already. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. And so as we've moved out of the head and into the heart, uh, we end up with a realization of God's love. Um, God has shared his inner thoughts, his dreams, his vision, uh, what he wants for us and for the whole human race and for all of the earth and uh, why Jesus died. All of those things are in the New Testament and in really in the Bible. And uh, whatever part of that, that little piece of that that you have picked up today, you can thank him for it. You can Bask in His love. You can realize how much He loves you, and that love will fortify you for the rest of the day. See that it's like you've you've gotten tuned in and tuned up, so that you can walk in His presence and you can be reminded of those things, whatever they might have been, and you are you are fortified for that. He might even be teaching you things that are for that day, and He's getting you ready. Um, so. It's really um, an exciting way to walk through life, starting your day with God.